0: Welcome back to another episode of Best Bets with Kate and Betsy. I'm Kate. I'm Betsy. And today we have Maggie with us, my sister. And my daughter.
1: Maggie has recently been certified as a yoga instructor. And we have learned so much from her over this last year of her yoga journey, becoming certified and learning more about yoga, both the spiritual side and the physical side. Um and have learned why yoga is good for everyone. So we thought that would be a fun topic today. Why yoga. So Max, welcome.
0: Thanks for having me. <laughs> we are so glad you're here. So Maggie, tell us about how you got started with yoga. Yeah. So I really oh, sorry this chair is squeaky. <laughs> um, so I really had not had a lot of experience it, experience with yoga growing up. I think we did like it once as a mutual activity. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Um but Which then is- awesome and weird it was yeah it was so cool it was such a bizarre experience just because it was new everything yeah. was so new to you mm-hmm. yeah and so then I you know did never do it again until college I signed up for a class because it was like one credit and would go towards my dance minor and I was like oh great yeah yoga sounds awesome I didn't know anything about it I didn't even show up with a mat the first day which was were you the only one without a mat uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I just like ran over to the room next door and like stole one and <laughs> It was fine. Just bring them out and you're good. But I <laughs> loved it so much. It was such a great class. And it was fun going to a spiritual, what am I trying to say? The university we went to is religious. And so because of that, we got to mix like our religious beliefs with spiritual yogic beliefs. And it was really fun to just see how all these different things connected I had no idea about. And then learning all the physical stuff it was so great. I just signed up for it the next semester and kept going. And then learned I could get certified the university so I was like oh great we're just gonna take all of the classes yeah it's been
1: really fun to watch your journey we should say Maggie was born with a really strong body she says like
0: (laughs) natural buff body yeah
1: just natural strength and so this fits so well and also you're just a really calm person and so I think this is a fun You're this unique mix of strength but also like this inner peace and calm so I feel like yoga is just so such a natural fit for you. But there are people like Kate and I who are not naturally strong or calm. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um, different types of yoga or how people like us who maybe aren't as inclined or you know, how how yoga can work is good for us. For everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so with yoga, I think one of the reasons why it's great is because there are so many different types of yoga, which is new. I had no idea. Yeah. And I guess before no, I, they're not they're
1: just new to us. They're not new to you. No, yoga. yes,
0: sorry. That's new to me. I just don't think the average person knows that. Yeah. And along with that, too, technically, there's like eight limbs of yoga. And the physical practice, doing yoga poses, it's only one of the eight limbs. There's like breath practices, withdrawing the senses, and the yamas. Yeah, lots of things. That just outside of doing physical things, yoga encompasses so much more. But if you're going to go to a class, you have like Ashtanga yoga. Which is what? Like, tell us what that means. That, okay, so traditionally, if you just go to like saying i'm going to yoga yeah you probably are referring to a vinyasa class where the teacher comes up with a series of movement and does it with you or talks you through it and everyone in the class does the movement together um then you have ashtanga which is you show up and the teacher instructs you through the same exact movements every time which some people love and it's really strength based and it gets you really sweaty (laughs) Um, and then you have hot yoga which is similar to ashtanga you'll do the same poses and you're But, you know, the temperature's cranked up, so you're going to get really sweaty there.
1: (laughs) What's the benefit of that? Like, it just makes me feel claustrophobic to think of, like, going in a hot room and sweating. So I've not been brave enough to try. No,
0: and I've literally, like, gone to a studio, asked questions about it, and I haven't taken the class yet. Oh, okay. Come back and tell us how it is. Yes. Um, And then you have yin yoga, which is where you'll lay in, like, a pose. Like, you'll lay on your back with your knees falling to the right side, and that makes sense. But you'll just be laying on the ground holding a pose like that. Well, you're, like, covered in blankets and propped up with pillows okay, for, like, that's my three to five minutes. <laughs> and then you'll switch. So and... what's the what's the benefit of that kind of yoga?
1: Um, yeah, It's called the, yin yoga? Yin yoga.
0: Yeah, it helps you release tension in your fascia, which we'll get to that later. Okay. And, like, relaxing your muscles and getting these deep stretches that, you know, you don't normally get all the time. Yeah, cool. And then you also have some random other types of yoga, like aerial yoga which is when you're up in like the silks like zendaya yeah which i got to do that once it was so fun and then you have other things like goat yoga which is a real thing i thought that was like a joke on the internet but no yeah you just go out to a field with goats and they teach you a class and the goats like jump on you and (laughs) And what is the health
1: benefits of goat yoga
0: it's just fun okay it's the same idea of like come play with the puppies it's a little therapeutic everyone has a good time Maybe but is there, like, goat poop?
1: And, and... Yeah, that's my worry. Like, do I want to lay in a field that goats live in? I don't know.
0: Probably not, but you do. Just got to bring a mat. We should okay. do it. Okay. For fun. Anyone have goats? I
1: know. <laughs> Maggie can teach a goat yoga
0: class. <laughs> um, but then another benefit of yoga is, like I was saying, that all the other limbs, just besides the physical practice, all the other different practices, you have the more spiritual side and, like, meditation, breath practices, that you don't realize make a huge difference. But... Sometimes in a yoga class you'll do all the physical poses and the teacher will say now Let's do a five-minute meditation or you'll start with a meditation and It helps you connect better to your breath and to your body Which is really cool Give us
1: a little bit of the background of yoga One time you were telling me kind of like the history of yoga where it came from and I think that's interesting insight into
0: mm-hmm. What
1: yoga is and its intentions?
0: Yeah, so yoga has been around for thousands of years, but more recently in the last thousand years the physical practice of yoga has become a thing into what we know now, which is doing yoga on the beach, you know, (laughs) when you think of yoga. Mm -hmm. And so it started out in, in India where there was a King who wanted his guards to be fit. They were worried about England was going to send their troops over to take over basically. And so he said, I want my guards to be physically ready. And so they came up with a series of poses, you know, like the warrior poses. Okay. Yeah. Warrior you one? warrior you one? Were you two? And they would practice those to get physically fit, and then along the way, it turned into kind of this: how much weird stuff can we do with our body? And it would turn into let's put on performances for the king, and so this little like circus of their flexibility and their strength, and kind of evolved into our physical. Now we'll do all these poses together, and we'll look really cool doing it together. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, this physical practice we have today. Yeah. So talk about some of the benefits of yoga like why should everyone why does yoga work for everyone and not
1: just Yeah, I guess that's what's different about yoga, right? Any other type of like I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to exercise. Any type of workout
0: may not work for everyone. Yeah. Like age or physical limitations, yeah. whatever. Why does yoga work for everyone? Or do
1: you think yoga does work for everyone?
0: I do. So the school that the the yoga school that I trained with um Yoga Unlimited is what it's called and the Phrase the little slogan for it is yoga for. I can't remember what it is. Basically, it's yoga for anybody and everybody. That's yeah. what it is. So yoga is something every body has the ability to do, regardless of any wherever you are at in life, wherever, whatever your situation is. You can still do yoga. It's all about your intention. Um, and the, one of the physical benefits that I was mentioning earlier, which is your fascia, which I talked about with the yoga. Is basically your fascia is like little spider webs in your body it's a connective tissue that cover all of your bones all of your muscles all of your everything just holds your body together it's a little spider web type connective tissue and so over time as we get older our fascia shrinks so that's why you'll notice like as you get older you start to hunch a little bit more or your range of motion you can't reach your arms up directly above your head I can't do that very well (laughs) but that's okay. (laughs) Um, And fascia is sometimes our connective tissue will get tight in a certain area. And what's interesting is we think my fascia must be tight in my shoulder because my shoulder is tight. But maybe your fascia got tight in your ankle, and because of that, it's stretching in your shoulder, and therefore you're feeling the tension there. And so sometimes we just don't know. And so doing that physical practice helps us relax the fascia, release it, So as far as
1: as yoga poses, just kind of the stretching, that natural stretching in your body helps to stretch in that fascia and keep
0: you limber. Yeah. My favorite story is my dad, your husband, um, he had really bad plantar fasciitis, which was the fascia in his feet. And he was going through and trying to figure out, is it the shoes? Is it my socks? What am I doing? Right. Trying to find a solution for it. And he started doing yoga and he, he says that over time, down dog cured him like it did yeah because like, he had been trying everything he had been like stretching his, because it was hurting where was it hurting in his the ball of his foot the ball of his foot so he was trying to do like well he his went and got out. like new
1: soles for what's it called insoles and like just thinking it's new all in my shoes. foot it's all in my foot you know because when it hurts in your foot you you try to fix the pain in your foot and so eventually someone clued him into why don't you try doing yoga and the down dog position is basically making your body a v upside down you know, yeah. like bending over touching the ground in a v shape and just the stretching of his calves
0: yeah because it stretches stretch your hamstrings. entire yeah your calves your hamstring up through like your back i get it and shoulders there, and through your feet so it really helped him stretch out his back body and cured him. yeah <laughs> fixed his feet which is really cool and i guess with yoga we shouldn't be advertising that it's like a curing, amazing thing, but I do think there are lots of
1: benefits, benefits. that come
0: from it. And then, yeah. along with that, you get like flexibility. With yoga, people think you have to start out by being flexible, which I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't hurt if you're kind of flexible. <laughs> but at the same time, it doesn't mean you can't do it yeah, if you're, you're not. not flex- we, well, yeah,
1: as a family, just as a general rule are completely not flexible mm-hmm. people but you girls because you danced so much growing up you had to earn that and you did because yeah. you get splits or to do leg extensions or those kinds of things mm-hmm.
0: um, do you feel like that helped you going into it yeah but it also helped me once I started doing it I realized that I was really unflexible in lots of other spots I was like oh my back and my shoulder mobility which I'd never really considered you know I don't think about how far can I move my shoulders back but yeah. then I like tried to grab my leg behind my hip my head and I'm like my shoulders just don't move that far back back." but instead of saying I can't do that yeah I just was like okay what are some yoga poses that stretch my arms and how can I so I started stretching my shoulders and now I'm to the point where I can kind of grab my foot behind (laughs) my head which is really cool so yoga can kind of be a journey to get you I mean if
1: you want to set a flexibility goal I mean I don't know does someone like me middle age need to be flexible not necessarily
0: but but at the same time I think it would help It helps you later on in life because you, as we get older too, fascia shrinks, we lose our range of motion and we can't do things that we used to do. And so having, just working on extending your range of motion all the time really helps you to keep that motion with you. Well, does that help with like balance and stuff too? You know, sometimes
1: I think of like when I try to do even like a warrior pose or I don't know, what are some of the ones that are like on one leg or something? That...
0: Yeah, like any, like a tree pose. On one yeah, leg.
1: and you're like, oh, you know, like you can't hold it, but I, does that help with balance? I mean, I, I know as I, as people get older, like balance kind of becomes an issue. Do you think that having yoga practice like that helps with balance? Yeah,
0: because you also have, you know, like your, your balance poses where you will practice balancing. And so it's, I think it's great for that where you just practice holding your body still in a difficult position. Because while well, you aren't going to do tree pose in your everyday life, you're working on these muscles that help stabilize your body. So then you can apply that into it. So Is that life. like core muscles? you say? Yeah, like your core and then working on... If you're trying to balance, the three keys are your breath, your gaze, and the linear pull up and down in your body. So if you're breathing, you're doing it right. If you're finding a spot that isn't moving in front of you. And then if you're thinking of pushing your feet into the ground and bring your head up into the space, that opposite line of pull, you're going to balance a lot better. Oh, good
1: tip. Maybe I won't be so wobbly in your next yoga class (laughs) if I keep those things in mind.
0: And then one last benefit of yoga that I need to throw in. Actually, yeah, last benefit. Um,
1: There's probably way more than this. There's so many.
0: Also strength. i got to throw that in. You have balance, you have flexibility, and you have strength, which I think just comes from doing these poses that are hard. In your warrior poses, your legs start to... know they start to shake because you're working hard your quads are getting a workout and then when you're doing chaturanga your arms start to get a workout because it's like doing a push-up you know yeah Yeah. and if you do it enough times throughout your yoga practice you'll get a little bit of an arm workout in so say like
1: let's pretend i'm a gym person which i'm not like going to the gym would it would this be beneficial like i mean you like lift weights three days a week would throwing in yoga also be
0: helpful yeah i think too especially if you're lifting a lot your body's going to get sore and so it's great to take that time Because it's hard at the end of each gym session to be like, and now i got to stretch for the next...
1: Yeah, because most people don't do that, do they?
0: Yeah, and it's good for you to do, and so some people do it, but I think taking even just like 15 minutes to just do yoga of some sort, stretching of some sort, will help your body a lot, and it'll decrease your soreness, too, for the next day. I think that was the most surprising thing to me about yoga, because I just always thought of it as so relaxing, but then when you actually do it, it's kind of... It's yeah. like, oh, right. this is hard. It's kind of hard. I'm falling and I'm hurting and <laughs> I'm holding every, it and it's hard. Every time I go to a yoga class, I'm like, I'm going to crush it. I'm like, I'm pretty good, guys. And then I go in and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Turns out I'm not great. <laughs> I went to a class at our local rec center and I was easily the youngest one in there by like 20 years. And I was like, I got this. I'm not pretty good. Like, I think I'm going to be able to handle this practice. And I was like, I am shaking. I am sweating. I don't know how these people are doing a 70 year old man. And they're like holding it just as long as me. And I'm shaking. Wow. Okay. I got to Probably shows that this is something that they do often. Yeah, They do it twice a week, every week. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can be better. I can always be getting stronger because these guys are showing me up. Yeah. I thought I was cool. I knew what I was doing, but oh, well. So (laughs) let's talk a little bit more about like
1: the spiritual or mental side to yoga. How has that helped you? Or what have you learned?
0: Yeah, so recently, it took me forever to make this connection, but the reason why yoga is so different from every other practice, for me, from every other, like, just working out at the gym, or different from doing dance, is... Running or something, yeah. yeah, from any other kind of workout that I've done. And I I think you feel that, too, that when you do yoga, you're like, oh, I feel good, and it feels a little bit different than anything else. Um, The reason for this is because, because of what are called our koshas, which I won't get too into, but it's like... like a little Russian nesting doll there's five versions of ourselves we have our outside physical layer our inside breath layer mental layer and it goes on and on until we get reached like our center which is true bliss Um, but our outside layer which is our yeah our Anamaya Kosha is our physical body and we don't really venture inward that much past our physical body to our Pranamaya Kosha which is our breath kosha and so yoga is really great because it helps us turn into our breath because you'll notice in practices too whether you do it or not the teacher will be cueing you with your breath and she'll say he'll they will say sorry Um, all right as you inhale move to this and exhale warrior two inhale lengthen exhale deepen and they'll be cueing your breath and movements at the same time which is so cool and it allows you to connect your movement to your breath which then helps you draw your body in and connect to that pranamaya kosha. It's kind of
1: that next deeper layer of yourself. Yeah,
0: this deeper layer of ourself that we don't always take the time to get into, which I think is really cool. And so because of that, I think yoga feels different than any other practice that I do than just going to the gym and not saying that it's going to the gym is bad or wrong i just feel different when i do yoga that's why i like it so much more
1: takes you to that kind of next spiritual level yeah and
0: along with that too i also like to joke that yoga they also like cracked the code when they you know included shavasana in every single (laughs) class which if you don't know what shavasana is at the end of your physical practice it's like five to eight minutes you lay on your back with your eyes closed and your body relaxed and that's it. Like, that's the last pose you do in a yoga class. So after you sweat and your body's shaking and you're like, oh, I just worked hard, they're like, now lay on the ground and close your eyes and just take a nap for five minutes. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Because then I wake up and I forget that I... How bad that, it was. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that was great. I'm relaxed, I feel. You do leave feeling relaxed, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you kind of forget that you worked hard and then you come back and you're like, oh, this again. Dang it. Yeah. But it's so fun. And I love, I love that too. That It's a great cool down is included yeah all the time talk about
1: some of the benefits um the things you've learned about breath practice yes. from studying yoga i think
0: this is yes. so life-changing yes and let's see so starting with breath throughout our day we are in our sympathetic state which is our fight or flight state we're in your body's ready to
1: either fight or flight at all times basically
0: all day because we have lots of if you think about it in your life you have flashing lights you have your phone, you have to move from one place to another. I think, like in college, I'm like, okay, this class and I have this class and I have this homework and then I have to be aware and paying attention to the teacher and do I remember what I read from the homework and so my, our bodies are always working. There's not this little break. We don't take time to move into our parasympathetic state where we're relaxed and calm and that's what breathing helps us do, which we all know how to breathe and there's not really a wrong way to breathe, but there are better ways to breathe and so I read a book on it, too, for my yoga certification, which is really fun to read about how, if you're breathing up in your chest, they found that people that breathe in their chest had a higher chance of getting, having heart issues. Oh, interesting. Which is super interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Things I'd never think of. How do you know if you're breathing in your chest
1: or in your stomach? Or, or I mean, what's the other one?
0: I mean, your chest and your stomach are, you have your throat breathing, which is not good, I don't think. But how do no, I know which one I'm breathing. doing? I know, now
1: we're all over here trying to make yeah. weird breath noises. But. <laughs> yeah.
0: but just notice, too, if you're breathing into your stomach. And in today's world, we think my stomach, if it's pushed out, if I if it's full of air, it kind of looks like I'm bloated. Or for me, if I'm married, I'm like, like I'm expecting. I don't want yeah. anyone <laughs> to think that I'm... You know, and so I get really paranoid. Oh, this means that I'm not skinny, which therefore means that I don't look good, which means, you know. And so that's then you
1: find yourself breathing out of your chest more just in order to... Yeah, improve. I suck
0: in. Yeah, you know. to suck in. Or right after I eat food, I'm like, I'm sucking in. I was like, why was I sucking in? It doesn't... Yeah. My body's just naturally going to digest, so why why am I making it harder to digest by sucking my stomach in? It doesn't benefit sure. me. No. But just taking the time to notice if you're breathing all in your chest, and you can if you put, like, a hand on your stomach, hand on your chest, and breathe. You can see where it's at too. Interesting. Which is really how important. do you
1: get your breath to go down to your stomach if it's in your chest? Just emote, like deep. mentally? Just breathe
0: deep. Just think think about moving it into your stomach too, like your lower diaphragm is where you want it. Okay. In and so, out. Cool. And then, so back to yoga, how it connects to yoga. <laughs> your breath connects to yoga because that is one of the eight limbs we talked about. The physical practice is one of the eight limbs of yoga. The second limb is your pranayama, which is breath practice, which I talked about, the pranamaya kosha. Prana means life, and our breath is our life force. It's what gives us life, to kind of clarify what that is. And so in yoga, we'll do, we draw attention to our breath, and you can also do breath practices. Um, My favorite one, that I'm just going to quick little demo right now, is our three-part breath, which is perfect for putting you into a parasympathetic state. Um, My favorite... Which means what again? Like Oh, yeah, just... which is you're relaxed. Your okay. body can actually... a little actually... more calming. Mm-hmm. And this is when your body will be able to like recharge, and this is what you need to be in to sleep. So if you're having a hard time sleeping, like I'll lay in bed for 10 minutes. I'm like, man, it's just not happening tonight. And then I realize, was my breathing different than what it was before I went to bed? No, I'm breathing at the same pace. So then if I slow down my breath, I can move into that parasympathetic, and then I fall asleep. Like Interesting. Yeah. That was a fun discovery to make. But back to three-part breath. It helps you calm down, and my favorite story is when, like, people had to go get their blood pressure taken, and they said, no, you can't because your heart rate's up too high. Or their blood pressure
1: number is comes back too yeah, high.
0: that's what it was. Their blood pressure number is too high, and so then they say, just take a minute to breathe slow, and then their blood pressure number is fine. You yeah, know?
1: that we literally can reduce our heart rate mm-hmm. if we're anxious by practicing breathing. Yeah. So give us an example of how we would do that. And so
0: This is what I do before I have a presentation or a test, so... <laughs> You will take a deep breath in through your nose, and then you'll slowly exhale it and pause, exhale and pause, exhale all your air out, and pause. So instead of like, (sighs) you're just going to (sighs) exhale, pause.
1: And then pause meaning just kind of hold your breath for a short second.
0: Yep, and by doing this, you'll do that a couple times just on your own, and then breathe normal, and then do it a couple more times. So you're exhaling all of your breath in three Parts. And parts. this forces your body to breathe slower because you're not, you know, you're having to exhale, but you're not going. You're just going. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not what you want. Not the sound you want to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're exhaling into the three parts, which makes your body slow down, makes your heart slow down, and it causes, you know, lets you calm down a little bit. And so sometimes before I do a yoga practice, before I teach a yoga class, we all sit and we do that. So then it's like whatever was happening before that's not where you're at. You're at this moment now. Your heart is slowed down and your mind is calm. Now let's move on. And that's something too with like, when I get stressed or like a busy mind, sometimes I just have to breathe really slow. And then when I focus on my breath, my mind clears and I can move forward.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So that's great just to incorporate in everyday life, whether you're mm-hmm. doing yoga or not doing yoga, just being aware yeah. of your breath mm-hmm. and how you can even help calm yourself when you feel anxious. Yeah.
0: Or finding moments where you're not breathing. Like sometimes... I think mom and I we talked about this, or like sometimes you just we just hold our breath. I hold
1: my breath all the time, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what that means. You can tell me that what that means I'm crazy. What is that? No, mean? it doesn't mean you're crazy.
0: <laughs> it just means that's a habit that you have, or if you're anxious, or if you're holding back something, or like just it could yeah. like things. But I
1: think I do that a lot more than I th- when I start paying attention. I'm like, why am I holding my breath? And then going, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I don't need to do that. That's weird. But being more aware.
0: Yeah, it's that's totally pretty. normal. Kate, and you have a good story about. Breath too, yeah. One of my dance teachers at BYU Idaho, um, she after she after she gave birth to one of her babies, she her abdomen had like split apart, which I think is like kind of a yeah, normal con. thing. Um, and it was I don't know, it must have been affecting her. She was in the doctor asking about it, and he was like, "Well, the only thing that can fix it is." breathing exercises, and she was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like, like so witch doctory, okay, right? Like, I can't gonna breathe fix to fix my muscles. Yeah, my but... muscles are Anyway, so she started doing these specific breathing exercises, and it totally healed her, and now she's, like, big on breathing, which is... I mean, I, we are just like, what? And I mean, she told us the story much more in depth, and it was so cool, but... Um, it's healing. It's crazy. The breath
1: and the way you breathe can be healing. Yeah, yeah like I do know there's several... People that promote that, the breathing techniques that can help um, postpartum recovery and stuff, which I think is just awesome. That was something I didn't ever know about or hear about, yeah. you know, probably till the last five years when I'm not giving birth anymore.
0: But <laughs> yeah, and I don't think we give breath a lot of credit too because it's something we do without thinking about it all the time. Yeah. And yeah. so it's hard to be like, is this really going to fix me by breathing? But it's just the same as like, Eating a little bit healthier, it will help you. you know? Yeah, not saying that I do that, but <laughs> <laughs> just like just focusing on little things that you can change makes such a big difference. So, just recognizing your breath practice changes so much. Yeah,
1: that's, that's awesome. awesome. Talk a little bit about um, what you what kind of yoga you like to do. So you're, at...
0: yeah. So I love. I just finished up my certification, and I say my favorite is Vinyasa Flow, which is basically whatever I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably why I like it the most. Um, so when I come up with classes, I either pick uh, one pose that I want my class to work towards or a muscle group that I want to focus on for the day. So I just taught a class um, for a group of dancers, and so I texted um, the teacher, and I was like, what do you want us to focus on? She said, let's focus on hamstrings and hip flexors. So I said, like, great. So I decided we're going to do work our way up to the splits because that's a great hip flexor and hamstring um, stretcher. And... They're dancers, so they'll be more comfortable. I wouldn't normally throw splits into a class. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, that's not what people are comfortable with. But I'm like, they know how to do this, and they're yeah. going to be good. So we did a lot of hamstring and hip flexor stretches and then made our way into the splits and then stretched them out a little bit more and then took a shavasana. So it was yeah. fun for me to come up with that because it lets me be a little creative and being like, okay, so I'll put this pose here, but then what pose can I easily transition into right yeah. afterwards that's still a stretch for this so it's fun because I love Inyasa. It lets me be creative, but then, you know, I get, yeah, it's just
1: great. So let's say, like, oh, my back is sore. Like, are there certain poses I should be looking for? Or are there, you know what I mean? Like, say, yeah. okay, I don't really know anything about yoga, but I hear you talk about fascia, and I'm realizing I'm tight in some places. What's the best place to start?
0: Yeah, I would say, I do this all the time, too. So there's no shame in Googling, like, lower back stretches, you know. And yeah. then it's like, okay, this is what's going to help me. Great, I will do these. Um, but then also, YouTube is great. I would say if you're wanting to do yoga and stretches together, look up yoga with Adrian. She's she's like the number one, she's right? She's the number yeah. if anyone has ever done yoga on YouTube, she's the first thing to pop up. She's incredible. And she there's a reason why she's the first to pop up. She has a yoga flow for everything. Yeah. Like however specific you want to get, she has it and they're all very... for, like, anxiety or stress. Mm-hmm. One time she was like, just neck stretches. And I was like, great. I don't want to do a lot today. Neck <laughs> stretches. <laughs> stretches. Which can be so helpful. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, for people who maybe feel uncomfortable or have never done yoga before, where and how would you recommend getting started? Like, where should they jump in? Yeah, I would say start wherever you can. Sometimes YouTube is just the most accessible way, and it's what... Works easiest for you. So I say start with YouTube, even just like five minute, 10 minute yoga flow. You don't have to hop in and do an hour immediately because sometimes that's a big time commitment and that's a lot to try to handle for your first time. The
1: nice thing about YouTube too is you could just like try it in your pajamas or whatever you're wearing. You know, you're not making this commitment of like, I'm putting on gym clothes, I'm going going to a gym, I'm going to a class. Yeah, it's like, especially if you're at home, Mm -hmm. I've done plenty of YouTube yoga classes on the carpet with no mat, in my pajamas. And then look and think, that looks too hard. I'll just watch them for a second. (laughs) I'll go to the next. You know, as I'm learning, right? As you're kind of getting started, if you're not really sure you want to push yourself. But I think it's a good thing to just try.
0: Yeah. And also knowing your personality, too. Because I think yoga on YouTube is great, but I can't do it because I get lazy. And so I have to go to a class where people are all around me. And I'm like, okay, no, I can't quit. Everyone else is doing it. And that's my personality where I feel that need to be pushed first you know or else I won't do it right (laughs) especially and
1: and a lot of us me I'm a social person and so exercising is a very social thing I'll do much better if I'm going with friends or if I'm walking or running with friends or hiking with friends and so yoga is the same way whereas if I'm at home like you I don't push myself but it's like oh a bunch of us are going to a yoga class then you can talk before and you can talk after Mm -hmm. and
0: that totally depends on what you're you know your your schedule is and what you feel comfortable with because if you don't feel comfortable going out and going to a yoga class or if that's kind of scary, like don't stress, just do it at home. Yeah, yeah. start at
1: home too, yeah. especially if you can kind of know what you're getting into.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are but okay, let's say that I do decide to go to a yoga class and I can't do the pose. Are people do people like shame you with their eyes or do you? <laughs>
0: no, no. So I have not done
1: a lot of group yoga. In fact, very little group yoga.
0: No, and teachers are really I think pretty. Good about saying, and if at any point you just need to come down to a child's pose, do it. And that's because <laughs> I sit in the corner the whole time, <laughs> <in> child's pose. <laughs> it, it's a safe pose, too, where it's kind of like if you're and it doesn't mean that you can't do the pose, it could also mean my body's tired or I have an injury in this area, yeah, yeah. It prevents me from doing it. And 99% of the time, I am so focused on myself that I do not look around. And the times I do look around are when I'm like, what is the teacher telling me to do? I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Can did someone else figure this out? Yeah, so I'm watching them to see what they're doing, but. That's the only time, really, whenever I'm doing a pose, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm doing doing it. I'm breathing. I'm I'm trying to focus on myself so much. Yeah, and kind of go into that inner breath. Yeah, and there's no shame in ever taking a child's pose because it just feels so good. It does feel good. Whenever I see people do it, I'm like, oh, that's smart. Say what a child's pose is just if someone doesn't know. Yeah, child's pose. And if you Google it, too, you'll get a good picture. But basically, you're on your knees, and you sit back, so you're bummed is reaching towards your heels, and you walk your hands forward, letting your chest fall on the ground and letting your forehead lay on the ground.
1: It's almost like a prayer on the ground pose. Yeah, but you it's lay your if yeah. you're worshiping. So. Yes, it is kind of like the worship <laughs> yeah. pose kind of thing.
0: And then another thing I wanted to throw in, if you can't do a pose, something that is, even if you can do a pose, something that my yoga teacher was really big on pushing was yoga props, which are just little objects to help assist you in anything so you have blocks which are just squares yeah like rectangles that you can use if you can't touch the ground all the way and she uses it every class and she said that's really big as a yoga teacher too she's like you use your props because if you use props other people feel comfortable using props yeah and so it's kind of a pride thing you know where you think well i don't want to look like i'm not good or i don't you know it, it makes you feel inadequate using a prop she's like Does it make you any less of a yogi to have props? If anything, it makes you cooler because you have all this cool yoga stuff. (laughs) And And it'll help you get into the proper Yeah, with the right alignment. Because it's worse to be hanging in the air and not touching the ground in a forward fold. You know, if you're trying to touch your toes and you can't, it's more dangerous to hang there than it is to have a block to hold on to.
1: Yeah, and you'll get just as good, probably a better stretch being able to push against something else, right?
0: Yeah. What is that? <laughs> nice
1: squeaky noise happening in the background. Um, another story I wanted to bring up, just thinking of, you know, touching your toes, is we mm-hmm. also have an aunt who had like a runner's injury for a long mm-hmm. time and yeah. had gone to several doctors, and someone finally said, you should try it, yoga.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the same thing as happened with my husband, is she started doing some down dog and stretching her...
0: She had really bad sciatica.
1: Yeah, and kind of the, that stretch through there totally um fixed too. Yeah. Yeah, just so interesting. It, it took took relieved that pressure that had been on her nerve and was she was able to kind of start running again. And I just I think that um yoga can be so healing. It's a you know, when we think of working out, if you have an injury or if there's something that's bothering you, it's like, well, then you need to stop because you don't want to hurt yourself. Whereas yoga is kind of this nice way of really stretching and
0: mm-hmm. um and if it hurts, then you're not doing it right or it's not the right pose for you. So don't, you know, I love that too where they're like, my teacher would say, if you can't breathe, you're in someone else's pose and you're, you know, that's not yours. So yeah. move out of it. Figure out yeah. what to do. Do something different. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Awesome. Anything else that you want to Any uh, other yoga insights? Yoga tips for the newbies like us? Yeah, if you're going to a class... I would I would say it's probably best to bring a mat. <laughs> That's <laughs> that the hard And if you're wanting to start going to classes, buying a mat is a great way to make yourself have to go because you're like, well, I spent money, so Got guess that. I should. I get. It. <laughs> and mats are they're at Walmart for like ten dollars. Yeah, even cheaper probably too.
1: Or even you used can always bring stores. a towel.
0: You bring a blanket. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Even that. Yeah. And in summertime, there's lots of outside classes, which is kind of nice, too.
0: Mm -hmm. It's super fun. And I think yoga is for anybody who wants it, and it works for every single body out there. And I really recommend it, if you can't tell. I highly recommend it. It's (laughs) changed my life, and it's changed me as a person. And I love it so much. So... I invite you to try it as
1: well. (laughs) Awesome. We're so glad, Maggie, you came today and talked to us about these things. I know for everyone in our family, we've all been had our eyes much more open to what yoga is and the benefits of yoga um, just from watching you and your journey, and you've gotten us excited about it, and it's been good. Our whole family has spent lots of time practicing yoga together, (laughs) even the teenage boys who definitely could use some stretching in their lives, and um, down to our younger kids, we've all it's something we've all enjoyed together and not that we're yogis by any means or do it every day we don't but it's definitely been helpful to our family
0: totally and if you want to just get a glimpse of maggie maggie like we said is just a super buff lady (laughs) so if you go on instagram and look at mags does yoga she has awesome pictures of her progression you can kind of see where she started and where she is now and her flexibility and her strength in the poses she's doing it's actually just even if you don't want to do yoga, it's just entertainment. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's fun to Well, watch. it's
1: inspiring because you'll be like, yeah. well, look at this I tried. I'm like, okay, I want to try that. Do you think I could do that? Which usually I can't. But <laughs> but the thing that's fun is that you have shown pictures from the very beginning of like, I'm going to try to do this and here's how I'm starting. And then you can work your way up to somewhere where you're like, oh, look at me now. I've progressed this much. Yes, so.
0: totally. So check her out. She also posts um, her yoga flows sometimes for se- se- well, <laughs> specific Muscle things. groups. Muscle yeah. groups, yeah. yes. So go follow Mags does yoga on Instagram and look at all of her skills and her tips for yoga. She has some good tips on mats and props too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Mags. Thanks, Maggie. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. Me. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time.